0: Of Monster Deer Monster, I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by Leonard. How's it going, Leonard? I'm good. How are you, Dave? Not not too bad. Doing all right. The weather's finally warming up, so that's a uh, a big a big plus. Getting a little bit of rain, uh, but uh, it's not freaky cold anymore. So
1: you're the one that stole our weather because our weather's eh, well, not bad, but ugly. Ugly California weather today. Uh, overcast. It, this is all very exciting for the listeners. This this uh, <laughs> this weather talk, but now it's a it's an ugly day out in California. At least it's not on fire. Well, you know the 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 year's young that we still have like the four like <laughs> the required, beginning of fire season. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the four the four fires that 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 the the state just bursts into. Uh, every year. So. <laughs> Dave, what do we do on the show. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bad answer. Uh-huh. Uh, I will take over for this one. Then apparently today, uh, on monster, dear monster. We look at, uh, monsters in, uh, various pieces of media. Uh, literature uh movies theater um we don't we haven't actually done any kind of like theatric um monster anything i don't think uh yeah, but I,
0: we can fix that i, I, well, I exactly. have a things immediately <laughs> <laughs> there's they're actually still movies but they're films of plays or i guess of the plays theatrical productions performed as a movie uh yes like anyway. what they used to do on
1: pbs um but yes we look at monsters in various media uh and that is that is the that's the
0: that's our show stick that's so the meat and potatoes of yes monster deer monster uh but uh
1: as always before we start talking about whatever monster that we're going to talk about we need to look at the yokai of the week.
0: Bum, 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 bum.
1: One day, one day, you know what? I should really just commission Jake Lionheart to 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 give us a theme for our
0: yokai of the week. We <laughs> probably. For now, we have good old John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, ha, ha. Um, so. Uh, we are looking at our list of legendary Japanese creatures, and I believe we're on letter H this week. Yes, Dave?
0: If we're not, we are now. Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember what we did last time. Uh, I think it was the funayure, but I could be mistaken. Anyway, which no, is good. What, was
1: the Funuyure the ghost? The g- ghosts on a boat. Boat? Okay, ghost. yes. Yes. Goat boasts. Ooh, wow, that was bad.
0: (laughs) No, there's not a goat.
1: A a boasting goat? Uh, Anyway, Dave, uh, as always, will you do the honors and roll them?
0: Number five. Ah, what is that? Hanako-san? Hanako-san, yes. That's what it looks like so this is a spirit of a young world war ii era girl who inhabits and haunts school restrooms let's take a look at this page because i don't think i'm betting she's not gonna have any entries in the other two books because this is a newer um urban legend ghost versus older traditional one
1: so we're basically dealing with um japanese
0: moaning myrtle yes and i think that that's okay. also but oh, i want to bet you yep also <laughs> mentioned in the see also bits oh, or bloody mary i mean that that would be an analog uh, in, in oh yeah yeah folklore yeah. mm-hmm Oh, we get we get two uh, yokai for the price of one in this particular oh, entry, why? it looks like. Well, if you would like to read the initial paragraph, um, th- this is a short entry, so uh, having two of them will kind of help. Yes.
1: Uh, let's see. Whoop. Let's move that so you can actually hear me. Hanako-san or Tori no Hanako-san. Uh... Hanako of the Toilet is a Japanese urban legend about the spirit of a young girl who haunts school bathrooms. Her origins, ver- or her origins vary from different sources. Some say that she is the ghost of a girl killed during an air raid in World War II, while others still, uh, while well, still others purport that she was murdered by a psychotic pet parent or stranger. She works with. Aka Manto? Aka Manto, yeah, Uh, like red mantle or red cape. Okay. Uh, To help kill people, uh, she will drag anyone who answers uh, Aka Manto's questions with any color into the toilet and into the underworld. Uh, Should I follow this up with the legend?
0: Go ahead. I'll actually, I'll Uh, just, you know what? You read this one, and I will cover the Akamanto section. All right. According to the legend,
1: a person who goes into the third stall in a girl's bathroom on the third floor and knocks three times before asking, Are you there, Hanako-san? will hear a voice answer. I'm here. And if the person chooses to enter the stall, there will be a small girl in a red skirt. Hanako-san is is, is a popular and widespread urban legend, often played by school children as a rite of courage or a method of hazing for new students, similar to the Bloody Mary urban legend in Western schools. Uh, Oh man, Hanako versus Bloody Mary, come on. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, Hanako-san has been said to have various origins and behavior depending on the school or region. Her physical appearance can also vary, but is usually that of a young girl with bob with bobbed hair and a red skirt. Uh, in the Yamagata prefecture, supposedly, after Hanako-san has answered and one enters the stall he or she will find and be e- eaten by a three-headed lizard who has mimicked a girl's voice. Uh, in the Awate Prefecture, the legend purports that after one has called Hanako-san, a white hand emerges from the door. and the Kanagawa Prefecture... A blood-stained hand will appear after Hanako-san is called. Uh, Hanako was a common girl's name in Japan during the 1950s when the legend supposedly began.
0: And that leads That's us all to on That's <laughs> all I got. <laughs> so, let's see. Um... Akamanto, or red cape, is a Japanese urban legend about a malicious spirit who kills people at public public toilets and school toilets and will ask people if they want red paper or blue paper. In some versions, he will ask the individual if they want a red or blue cape. Often described as a beautiful man in life and hounded constantly by admirers, he supposedly wears a mask to hide his face. Tuxedo mask. Yeah, I was
1: thinking the exact same thing
0: um if a person is sitting on the toilet usually the last stall a mysterious voice will ask them if they want red paper or blue paper if they answer red paper they will be sliced apart until their clothes are stained red if they choose blue paper they will be strangled until their face turns blue any attempt to outsmart akamando by asking for a different color will result in them being dragged to the underworld ignoring him will make him go away you could also respond with i don't need paper and he will leave Hmm, Akamanto is sometimes referred to as Aoi Manto, so blue cape. Uh, Sometimes the voice will ask them if they want cape rather than paper. If they agree to red, the skin on their back is ripped off to resemble a red cape. If they ask for blue, all the blood is drained from their body. One popular version of the story changes the question to if one would like to wear a red vest or red shirt. Answering affirmatively allegedly results in being decapitated, so the victim's upper clothing is stained red. Another version of the story says if you ask for a yellow cloak, you will have your head forced into the toilet that you've just used. Um, but you will survive being drowned in the toilet water. And
1: these ghosts were content with... Mm, I love Japan. I love Japan yes. so
0: much. Um, I Let's see. There's the infiction links, which detail um, appearances of Akamanto and some of these because they were contending, will also reference some Hanako-san. I think of the ones that they're mentioning. <clears throat> there's a there's a series, an animated series called Haunted Junction, which I I, I have watched. That yeah. that one uh, sets both um, Akamanto and Hanako-san as one of the seven legends uh, of a particular high school. And ah, okay uh they're sort of they're the protagonists of the show like each of the seven legends uh, joins up with the occult club and they go <laughs> around solving mysteries Occ- like, oh, are they occult mysteries yes <laughs> they're like okay. this, it's like scooby doo if all of the cast were um ghosts like <laughs> Sort of, except for the three main no, characters who
1: are you, high school students. You know what? No one's com, com, no one's been able to convince me that Scooby-Doo is, in fact, not just a ghost or a hallucination of Shaggy and the entire gang. Well, uh, other than Scrappy-Doo existing.
0: Yeah, I know. Scrappy's not real. <laughs> I know. We don't talk about him. <laughs> um, we already covered that in the Scooby-Doo episode. We go back and listen to it. It was great. <laughs> um, I think that I, that's is, it for uh, what
1: we have here.
0: I was about to say, is
1: that it for the yokai of that's the week? That's going to
0: wrap up the toilet adventures of Akamanto and Hanako-san. I,
1: I, I was... I was right about to ask what if you just don't say anything and then the article answered my question and i love the that the the solution is to to do what any reasonable person would do and just ignore whoever asked if you want paper while you're in the bathroom yeah, like just, in a just let it go <laughs> yep do your business yep, and just leave. just pre- just pretend that that you heard nothing uh but yes everyone, that was uh
0: ha,
1: ha, uh uh our yokai of the week.
0: Bum boom Yeah, there's actually no no symbol thing, we just keep adding it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. it's funny. To me. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure some i'm
1: sure some some of our listeners must must enjoy it
0: no one's complained so (laughs) we're just gonna keep doing it yep there Um, we go yeah let us know let us know if you don't like that Um, (laughs) or alternatively you can send us versions if you would prefer something else um we'll use it probably so what are we taking a look at this week officially uh we are taking a look at a movie series
1: that I had never heard of um uh until we we uh I needed to watch it for this episode. Um is this uh
0: dabby dat b? b? There's, there's there's it's uh, uh like dub dub, I think. Okay. dabba Turkish. Uh dub. Yes, it's Turkish. Um they, but we're not so it's Yeah, it's spelled D-A-B-B-E, but the A has been replaced with the at symbol for specific reasons within the universe of these film series. It's six films so far. Uh, We will be taking a look at number four because that's what was available to us.
1: Yes. Uh, the Dab, which I have seen... (laughs) Uh, uh, uh titled as Curse of the Jin uh and also Possession I will be going with uh the Possession name because that's what Netflix told me it was called and Netflix knows that uh everything about media um even foreign media so um I'm going to be perfectly honest I watched this movie once and um after work <laughs> and very late at night. So my notes are bad, um, but um, I can still talk about how I, uh, how this movie made me feel because I, uh, I went through many emotions uh, watching, watching this film.
0: And that's my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> stomach's growling. uh yeah, so this was it's a, a 2013 film. So it's, it's it feels so weird. It's fairly recent, but still a little older. Um, it's just a half a decade old, Dave. That we don't fine. think about that. Okay, this is obviously I do. last year. I it's just I, last I, year.
1: I feel. feel I it. think of. I I can't help but think about it, Dave. That's why I'm the gloomy one, even though I laugh the most. <laughs> mm,
0: maybe big tie with Cameron. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm on the doorsteps of forty, so it was just last year, I'm pretty sure. I
1: feel
0: it. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> um
1: so yeah, what's this, this movie was, about, uh, Dave? Go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say, What's this movie about, Dave? Give us some history, give us some facts.
0: Oh. Well, yes, then I will. Um this is directed <laughs> by Hassan uh Karsadag. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> well, I mean, I know who that that's who it is. I just try not to butcher the, the pronunciation. This, that, is a, as we mentioned, the fourth film in the Dabu um, series, the first film uh, is ostensibly a retreading of the themes um, within Kiyoshi Kurosawa's film uh, Pulse or Cairo. Yep. Uh, it, it, I haven't been able to get a hold of it. I would. I do want to watch it now after having watched the last four, number four and five of this series. But the first film deals with um, a rash of suicides that originated in um, the West and have mm-hmm. begun to, like, cover the globe, unexplained mm-hmm. suicides. And this... I guess that that theme is carried through each of the films. Um, So as we deal in monsters, this particular film series is explicitly about um, Jin. And there as the, the, this film is the possession. This is about Jin possession. Yes. And they're they're all set in Turkey. Um, Yes. Oh, wow. Sorry. Wow. I did. I did.
1: I, oh, I just, I, I, I exclaimed so loud, and somewhere I, I heard my voice being echoed back through a, a speaker. So it startled me a bit. Don't get startled. <laughs> I, I, I experienced a big frighten.
0: Um, <laughs> it's okay. You don't have any mirrors around you, do you? um not in
1: well there's the one in the kitchen and then the one in the living room
0: then you you should
1: Uh, and then there's the stack of six that are in the bedroom that we just choose not to talk about um that that could be a problem (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah let's let's get into into this bad boy because I, i i i have some thoughts
0: Okay, um well I'll I'll do the the basic synopsis since we're not going to go scene by scene, plus that would be difficult because there's a lot that happens in this movie. Um this movie is over 2 hours. This is a, a, an over 2 hour possession movie. Yes, um, as are all of the sequels and I watched the 6th one almost immediately after, so <laughs> I may have got the two of them confused in my mind um <laughs> because it's almost the exact same plot. So we have uh Ebru. Ebru is a, a doctor and she's documenting um curing of possession by yes. uh it's he's not an Imam. He is a Hoja. Um there is a a, a famous hoja which is s- a wise man exorcist kind of i think it's many roles are conflated into what what he does but Mm. um it's a it's a gentleman that goes around and cures people um of their being possessed by Jin or other spirits and uh it's a he's a maybe he's in his 40s he's a younger guy he's not yeah not not
1: yes not um, an old man but but yes a yeah. well-seasoned a well-seasoned gentleman
0: yes so uh ibru is a, a psychiatrist and she's um putting up the uh hoja methods against um modern uh psychiatric like treatments for yes for, for people that are displaying signs of possession and so she's she's been filming or the film opens with her um covering a uh, uh, exorcism yes and then it it kind of goes through her expressing doubts even though she's there the whole time um she Mm -hmm. she thinks that he's potentially a charlatan Um, yes and so what she ends up doing is she agrees to continue i guess covering him and maybe she said she'll believe in it a little bit better if she's the one who picks um the the next um victim of possession for him to uh exercise yes rather than him picking people and then she thinks that they could be possibly in league it's, she's basically just eliminating the the chance that he's um, a charlatan Yes, there's, there's trying to. Oh, yes, there's a um,
1: uh, their their relationship at the beginning is uh fairly interesting because she is fairly antagonistic towards um, towards the legitimacy of of his claims, but not in like. I think that not in a complete, I think this is garbage, but like.
0: uh, She just needs it to be scientifically proven.
1: Exactly. She just wants Uh, like
0: measurable
1: proof. Right. Um, So I actually really kind of like how they, they set this up because it's not, super hostile like you uh ex- like you think of in an american uh possession film with the same premise where each character on each side just kind of immediately hates each other and don't start working together until they have to so i uh, actually found that to be uh rather interesting uh a little interesting twist on, on a formula that we've all seen numerous times.
0: It is. And, um, part of that is due to the, the cultural respect. I think that his position grants him. So she's dealing with that and him as a person. Like it's, it's too, she's giving the respect his role, like affords him, but, Mm -hmm she needs that to be proven. So I think her, her views culturally are clashing with her, her profession. Yes. So, um, anyway, the person she picks, um, for, for his next, or I guess the, the next, um, session that that he's going to do is, uh, her childhood friend, uh, Kubra, um, and this necessitates a rather lengthy um, road trip to get to uh, her mm, old village where her friend's still um, living. She's in the city or a city. I don't remember which one it is. But they head Um, out to the countryside, and it's a sort of tense drive because it, it apparently takes hours to get to where they're going yeah and they're driving through just it's fields forest it's just a lot of nature um there's the, everything is mostly at night so it's all pitch black the the scenes are kind of relegated to in the inside of the, the vehicle and everything out everything beyond that might as well just not exist it's just darkness um, right aside from what like their headlights are or are, are showing um I also feel that it's pertinent to
1: mention that this is a documentary slash found footage uh film so it's mostly filmed on handheld cameras um uh, it, with that with that that documentary style um and I just want to say that I'm normally not a a fan of found footage um I uh, there are things that there there are uh things about uh most american found footage movies that take me out of them because it it's it's not uh what what actual found footage would look like however i was actually really impressed with the way that this movie was shot um because it does actually feel like a a documentary um uh kind of a thing um we've got uh uh Hebrew uh using multiple different kinds of camera uh throughout the film which I actually really appreciated instead of her having like a fleet of like red nines to shoot this possession um but I just wanted to to add that note uh so that our viewers were aware of what what kind of possession movie we're getting
0: Yes. Oh, and as you mentioned, while this is found footage, you end up forgetting. I think that part way through, just mm-hmm. just the way it's it's all put together. Um, as you mentioned, Ibru, uh, she's carrying. Uh, some of, some of the equipment is on loan from university, so some of it's yes. not hers, and she makes she takes the time to mention that because people ask about it. Um, yeah, but she also has. Uh, Stationary cameras that she's mounted up on uh, walls where she's mm-hmm. filming things, and this is to um, fully document uh, the um, exorcism uh, attempts. And yes. every, everything's placed. Uh, they're 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 placed well, but obviously not with a practiced eye for catching a full scene. Like, it's, yes, it's just this feels more realistic as far as a researcher just placing cameras and hoping like, OK, I hope that's going to get the shot. Right. Um, like if this were if
1: if this were a, an American possession film, I feel like there would have been the tech guy who placed the cameras perfectly to get the perfect horror shot for documenting this possession case. Yeah but Ebru's doing things like setting one of her cameras on a table and putting a folded piece of paper under the the lens to keep it stable and and prop it up so it it shoots the frame uh and you see you see the cameras uh in multiple shots of other cameras uh which really adds to the effect of oh, okay they are acting out the scene and they have like six different cameras running uh yeah. to capture a performance
0: and, and i think what crazy. that comes down to is the the difference between this and um a, a more american or even even just other productions is, is if this is just her and um the hoja she doesn't have a yes. film crew that's right part of it and that's also what sort of takes you out of other um uh, found footage films is that you have multiple people and one of them's just running with the boom mic or one of them's running with <laughs> the camera and they're not putting it down uh, for no reason. Like, right. th- they should have dropped them a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this... the the cameras are static aside from the one that she has. Um, She's carrying on and she switches it off with um, the Hoja. She like will hand it to him and go, okay, you need to take the camera with you. You know? So it's, it does a good job of breaking immersion for the sake of realism. Like it makes it more acceptable because they're taking you out of the movie to continue doing the movie. Right, like it just exactly. makes sense. But I mean, that's yeah. That's, yeah regardless, that's not um, that makes this easier to watch. Yes,
1: I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, like I said, there were scenes in this movie that actually felt like um, if I if I, if I came into it uh, into the scene without any comp, uh, context, I'd legitimately think that it was a a documentary on possession
0: yeah they do, they do a good job as as far as that um, part is concerned uh so we have um Ebru and the Hoja have traveled out into a, to a small um little guess, traditional village um in in the yes. turkey Tur- turkish countryside and yes. um something immediately is off with like everything aside from them they're being them super late at night um, Yep, they've had a run-in with a um a shepherd mm-hmm. and that went off a little bit creepy um because they've gotten lost and uh she doesn't remember specifically the way back to her hometown she hasn't been there in i think some time uh, yeah they're driving at night and the roads don't have road signs they're just like little country roads Nope. It's super creepy. Yeah. So they get some directions and then finally, um, they make it to the town where, uh, it's, it's late at night, but I don't think it's that late because there's still sort of, uh, people kind of hanging out at, um, I don't know if it's a, someone's home or a little restaurant. Um, uh, yes, there's
1: activity still.
0: Yeah. People are just, you know, so, well, there's nothing to do. So I think that's right. what they, they're more communal. Um, in this, in this in this little villages and they they get directions to the um the house of her her friend uh, kubra uh, yes. as well as strange like people being upset because they mentioned uh another village so yes w- what it what it sort of turns out to be where it's not really a spoiler i mean it's all a spoiler but um Th- this village is a relocated one uh, the yeah. the people living here came from another small village that has been um abandoned so they moved completely to this well world. mostly right. completely Pretty mostly p- completely and so they they moved here uh kubra was just um she turned she just turned 23 i believe and yes. she uh was at her I don't know what it is. Um Her henna night? Yes. Prior to, her, wedi- Prior to wedding? her wedding. So that's what it was. And events um transpired during that time which revealed uh her potential possession. Yes. And now she's been sort of holed up in her in her home. Um and I don't think it's uh it's it's she hasn't been like exiled or kept away it's just that's she she, she was taken by the
1: police and yes. held by the police yes. for, because for um,
0: because she she basically um murdered her fiance yep um in front of
1: and in, in front, the middle of a literally <laughs> literally in front of everyone i do i that that room literally possessed uh uh contained every it was like a village yeah uh yes no it was every human on earth to watch that celebration (laughs) because i have never woo that was a lot of people but yes she she uh murdered her fiance with a knife um uh in front of the entire village yeah
0: and it wasn't like a stab and he's dead it's it was brutal yes um
1: so yep that's that's what's going on with with uh Kubra um it's also uh, it should also be mentioned which I think is really uh interesting um is that Kubra's home uh they they take the time to call it out specifically that it is uh, uh Greek architecture um which uh they see uh is is implied to uh mean
0: that it's it's a a higher status rich rich people house yeah it's um, a it's a mansion as far as like this village is concerned i mean it's it is right. a really big house
1: yes uh so the the implication is that uh kubra and her family come from money um so uh, that's uh, a, a little point uh, to plant some, some seeds in the viewers' minds.
0: Yes. It's, it becomes very relevant um, very quickly. Um, <laughs> how, as how things unfold. So this entire time, um, Ebru, uh, it's not that she has amnesia, but she has maybe selective amnesia. She's not, yes. she does not have certain memories um of her childhood, yes. And her own parents have passed away. Her father has. Her yeah. mother is, her is mother still alive. Yes, yeah, I, I know, I know her father she's... specifically passed away. Yeah, she she speaks to her mother near the the end of the film, and that that becomes a um a rather salient point. Um, uh, Kubra's father has also um, passed away
1: yes she di- he died on the day she was born
0: <laughs> which we we'll find a trend in um the dab films <laughs> actually no <laughs> well <laughs> so that that sets the stage for how um ebru um, and hoja are going to approach um this exorcism uh we see that generally kubra is um, of sound mind. She just looks a yes. little sick. Um, yep. But that quickly unravels. Uh and the, the spooky happens <laughs> repeatedly. Yes. yes. Um
1: yes, there there are uh there scares involving mirrors. Um uh, uh it's it's there's a the the first like nighttime possession sequence in in this movie i actually really um enjoyed because it is it is so banal um like i i hate to be this guy that's like well it's foreign so it's clearly like more just better but there's there's always uh, nothing really happens except for some spooky nonsense uh and it isn't uh full of jump scares it's just really unsettling and odd and there's some really interesting like direct uh uh direct uh director choices uh during the sequence and but it's just a it's just a a, a big spooky uh uh like possession sequence that doesn't result in yeah. like a family fleeing from the house for like three hours before deciding to come back in. So I really, really dug that, but there's a part in this movie that I'm very excited to talk about. Um, so Dave doesn't know, but I think he might have an idea. Uh, so I, I can think um, of some
0: things there's, there's this, it's good. There's a lot of good yes. choice bits in this, um, in this movie. Uh, yes. well, we'll, it's not really backtracking. We'll sidestep, um, slightly mm-hmm. because this is technically it's about gin. So we should <laughs> talk about oh, Jin right. a little bit. We should talk about the monster in this monster. Movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we More. sometimes forget to do, we get right. sidetracked by things. Um, Beca- I, I, I lucked out and found two um, books that were very informative in this. One of them is um, Islam, Arabs, and the Intelligent World of the Jinn by Amira El-Zayn. And the other book is Legends of the Fire Spirits, Jinn and Genies from Arabia to Zanzibar by Robert Liebling. Uh, I will pick selections from the The second book, actually, the first one, uh, is more of an overview on the cosmology of Jin. Um, ah, mm-hmm. the Legends of the Fire Spirits, however, has specific entries into Jin uh, in Turkey and how they're okay. viewed, and these um, give it has like exorcism rituals, um, uh, marriage between Jin and humans. All, mm. all, all all manner of all manner of things so we'll i'll i'll do the the brief origin uh of jinn so in islam the the the, the cosmology basically has at, has it that there are multiple planes of existence there's seven levels of heaven earth that 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 kind of thing with right uh, god at the top in that and the subsequent three levels, I believe are angels, and then below that are Jin, and then finally the realm of humans, and how it sort of works is the the levels at the top when sort of you can't you cannot view upward, like they mm-hmm. become um, transient in nature. But anything viewed downward becomes opaque because ah. it, it it's more solid, more in the uh, material world. So right. Earth, the world of the humans, is the most solid. Uh, and as you move upwards, it, it just gets more um, imaginal. I think is the word they're they're using in the text. It's, it's not imaginary, but it's something that's can be. Perceived, but not by your general senses. Right, uh, okay. So as, as we find in these films and what they're drawing from, uh, the the world of the jinn is something that you can kind of access or it's closer to the, the, the state of dreams. So when right. you're asleep, you're closer to that world and it's able to uh, interact you with it and then it with you. Mhm. Um it's it's a little bit less prevalent in this film. It's it's highly relevant in the um the fifth film. But, okay. But uh the, the 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 nature of the the jin is that as humans are formed from earth and kind of water, mm-hmm. uh jin are wind and f- smokeless fire. Right. So they're incorporeal to to humans. Mm-hmm. But um because of the level uh the sphere, I guess, that uh the, the, the jinn reside on that realm um is less corporeal, they can shape shift. Mm-hmm. And their common things they shapeshift into, um they, they can shape to people. Um, snakes is a common one which we find in this film in particular um rodents um things of that nature uh and an interesting facet i guess is the the Jin wear their nature i guess on their sleeve uh, as it were Ah. the the more beautiful more handsome a Jin is the the more predisposed to like a good nature, ah, okay. and then the reverse occurs if they're evil or malign. They're ugly. Ah, so
1: it's 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 old school Disney rule. If if that gin is handsome and pretty, good, uh, good looking equals good. Ugly equals bad
0: yes and I, it, I i'd have to read more up on it but i i wonder if that's because like humans jin are able to choose their own fate so right. what we do get and we I think we get it in this film too um specifically uh jin are they're composed of tribes um mm-hmm. there's not only good jin and bad jin there's like they're in communities and they're tribes are not always in alignment with each other so some tribes are at war with one another some tribes are stronger some tribes are weaker some tribes right. will help people some tribes will be antagonistic no matter what to to humans right they're not they're not desperate
1: uh fleeting entities that uh don't come into contact with with one another they are they are uh beings that form a society the 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 big difference is that they they live exist on a separate plane of existence a higher plane of existence but they behave to a degree like human beings.
0: yeah uh, you can view it similarly to um like the greek um pantheon yes gods and spirits they all have these very you know human characteristics and tendencies and moods um uh jin uh, because of their nature are predisposed to stronger emotions um not that not being just like you know anger or lust or happiness, but all of them, like they, they, right. they basically just turned up a little bit, um, on how they experience things. Uh, right. but they're also, because of their free will, able to be, um, uh, atheist, agnostic, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, that they, they can run the, the gamut of their, their own religions as well. Yes. And we get right. a little bit of that in, um, this film yes uh also let's see pull the book up briefly i had a s- selection they um they they have a few things that they're sort of um weak against so fire um surprisingly um though that's what they're formed of because they're formed of smokeless fire uh um, blazing flames torches that kind of thing will keep them away okay so at night that's something you want to have particularly out in the country is these large fires to you know it's not just a djinn but it's like any spooky creature um they're afraid of fire uh, right they're also afraid or their mortal enemy is the wolf and that being the traditional symbol and uh, national and cultural symbol of uh uh, the turks um that's yes. something that the turks have going for them is they 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 don't uh, worship the wrong word but they uh, like venerate uh, wolves, yes. and that helps them in their uh, original nomadic state to kind of protect themselves as they travel um, right also the the turquoise the the mineral um no oh. is uh protection against jin uh, in, in, in particular, we see this in the, uh, the evil eye amulets. Oh
1: yes. Okay. Right. So they look like the peacock feather? Yes. Peacock
0: eye. Um, and then, uh, it just, it kind of goes into the, um, Habitats of Jinns. So they, they prefer, they're they're nomadic as well, at least in their right. in their tribal form. Um, but they have specific places they, they prefer to dwell. Uh, mm-hmm. you're looking at mm, wells, um, yeah, caves, you're... yep, um public baths, uh, uh, latrines, <laughs> ovens, <laughs> ruined houses, um, and uh crossroads. This all feels on brand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it is quite on brand. And um what's what's nice is this series of films uh draws deeply from those cultural wells and makes this um it makes this more interesting because there's a lot of lore that the this series of films takes the time to give to you an exposition that doesn't feel like info dumps. Like yes. it feels if it's not, um, kind of hammered in it's, it's a natural exposition because it's told right. to characters that aren't as familiar with what that might be yet. Um, the, the Turkish audience would understand. Right. Um, it, I guess the, the easiest way to frame it is, uh, this is still the western version of films that might deal with angels yes uh our general knowledge just the cultural archetypes of that are present in um media that will deal with angels this is how entrenched um the jinn is in society for these um Dabe films right exactly okay and I think all the methods and the um, the rituals, uh, some of the um, iconography, um, mm-hmm. imagery in general, would all be familiar to a Turkish audience um, to, to a point.
1: You're right. right, well, right. It's, it's the same
0: feeling, I think, of just watching, like, say, The Exorcist. You, you get what they're doing, even if it's something right. you haven't seen maybe in everyday life. Right, because yeah, because it is it is
1: ingrained culturally. Just iconography and con- conceptually are are ingrained culturally. So you it uh, it's shorthand. You get a you, there's a lot of shorthand expected and used uh, for for some of this yeah. stuff.
0: And right. I, I think even with that, it doesn't make this any less accessible. But right. I did appreciate the film a little more um taking the time to 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 look through some of these other books and and get a little bit more of a background myself so i could understand that but it um i watched the films before i did that so i it did not lessen um my understanding of what was going on because they did take Mm -hmm. a little bit of time to explain that to people that may not have been as familiar with it right um
1: that is that is a good point uh, Dave? Go ahead. Dave? Yep, yeah, still here. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, you... Big, another big fright. I want to talk about my favorite part of this movie. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, I believe his name is uh, the, um, the
0: That is the was that the guy in the village?
1: Uh,
0: uh no, I thought the, uh, Hoja was
1: hoja. Sorry.
0: It, it may have been, well, I, I can't, I did not take a note on that. And the IMDB is lacking in any of the cast members names or the of, character names, unfortunately, of
1: course, um,
0: performs
1: a, 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 um, a ritual involving mirrors, which, yes. uh, uh has a uh is is a really fantastic sequence and really arresting um i watched it um, because the way that it's shot, it's uh, almost like a a screen of mirrors. There's a mirror in front and two mirrors angled to the side, and they are reflecting one another. He has uh, two bowls of incense and uh, candles around, and he is calling upon the djinn uh, of the mirror, Because uh, once again, as you mentioned, uh, they all come from different tribes and have different alliances. And he can invoke some to just squeal on the others, Um, which I think is really great and fantastic. Um, It's a very tense sequence. Uh, He asks about a curse. The, The mirrors break. And I was—that salt or sand? I—I I would I, say that that was salt. That's what I assumed. Uh, he had laid a line of salt, uh, protection line of salt. Uh, I can only assume. And after the um, the mess with the mirrors breaking, there is a, a, a symbol uh, formed out of the salt, uh, which he uh, points to. <clears throat> The toilet spell. Um, which uh involves a toilet, an outdoor toilet that touches the ground and faces like a certain direction, I believe was like what was the requirements. Um and they have one at the estate. So he uh he does the reasonable thing uh and takes a pickaxe to it and f- he finds treasure <laughs> he finds
0: no uh, it's not treasure no
1: it's not it's 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 organs like animal organs and bones and uh dolls of cursing um uh, uh re- bloody balls of hair which also this movie like really um apparently taught me that i've got a real big problem with just gross hair clumps because <laughs> i'm looking at the entrails and i'm like oh that's i'm like look at that cow liver and then the ball of hair comes out and i'm like Ugh, that's <laughs> oh it's so gross i hate it um the thing that uh, he, he i'm he, uh, uh, a cow's skull comes out at some point yeah, uh, of the of the whole, and the thing that I love about it is because it has this documentary. It has the documentary feel to feel to the it. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching. It's like watching like the darkest episode of Hoarders ever, where I'm just like, it, it because it's shot in such a way where I'm just like, it's it feels real. But it's hilarious
0: how much is coming out of this (laughs) toilet. It's like, it's got to be 20 pounds of cursed objects. You're you're waiting for like three things and he just keeps pulling stuff out. It was like watching Mr. Bean just pull stuff out of his jacket. But these are horrible, cursed things
1: yeah it's it's it it is the clown car of like cursed objects it's not a very big toilet
0: it's a small like little latrine in the corner and then he pulls out this skull that you're like how did it even fit in there
1: it's it's uh so i had been like this movie had been growing on me uh up until that point and i was like i was digging it because like i said i don't really know normally like found footage or documentary style horror films um and then that scene won me over i was like yep yeah, this is great just like wow somebody really wanted to put a curse on your dog.
0: yeah it wasn't two or three things it was all all the curse was, things yes it was and, um, every
1: cursed item imaginable.
0: And I think what really sells this scene is the uh, the Hoja. He is not, um, he's not just pulling stuff out and setting him down and going like, hey, okay, we're finding more stuff, guys. It's, he's, he's invoking a prayer the entire time. And everything he pulls out is like sapping him. Yes. Like it's, a, these cursed things are affecting him to even touch them. And yep. the... The crazier thing he pulls out he just looks like he's gonna pass out and i'm yes. sure it smells bad it's a toilet and right. everything is gross and bloody and potentially may have been there for like very long time even though they look fresh yep <laughs> it's it's yeah it's effective um yes in in both toward the viewer and it's affecting i think toward the cast members like in, yeah. in, within the film right um but yes that is my favorite <laughs> the, the
1: the clown card toilet of cursed objects yeah. is my favorite part of this yeah.
0: movie and, and the the previous scene with the mirror um it it also lends more um to the the lore that that this film is building up um, around the jin and it's established earlier in the film in the very opening um exorcism, actually that to when you're invoking or dealing directly with the Jin, because you can't see them with your eyes like in this mm-hmm. world uh you have to uh, shroud yourself and right. the Jin. like you have to put something down to either make it completely dark or as close to it as possible and um the, because Jin's bodies are not fully manifest solidly Uh, Mm. What he does in this to to help them appear uh, is he basically uses, like, an incense fog machine to to fog up the room. And that gives substance. They can use that smoke to um, take shape. Right. So, uh, and in one of the the books I was reading, it's likened to, if the jinn are formed of wind... And smokeless fire, uh, they're they're thin. They're thin and um, ethereal. Right, uh, you can't see wind like in general. It's just it's an invisible thing, but it's still a force you know that's there. Uh, right. But if you stir up dust or smoke, um, mm-hmm. then you can see the wind because you you it's formed in the eddies and then in the the dust devils and that kind of thing allows you to see. If you can't see the wind itself, you can see the effect of it, right? Um, and that's what he's doing um, in this scene with with all the um, the smoke. And it also just looks creepy like that. I think that's a large part yeah. of it too. It's very moody. Yeah, it is.
1: Uh. Uh. So um, the uh the 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 objects are discovered. A curse was placed on the household uh, apparently a long time ago yeah tw- um,
0: like twenty something years ago
1: yes uh hebrews uh, uh both her mother and her father uh were uh, were were cursed uh to give child to uh give child give birth to a child uh uh of the devil um a cursed fetus,
0: I think, is what it was yes. referred
1: to. Uh and that also uh Ibru's father uh was to die on the day of uh his daughter's birth, which uh happened. happened. Yep. <laughs> so uh um and 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 uh 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 this is all discovered through the 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 cursed items, uh some of the cursed items. Uh, that have been pulled out of the toilet. Uh so a, a another attempt at an exorcism is performed within the uh the barn that is out slight slightly outside of town
0: yeah, that they, the family um, owns. The Hoja says that he needs a larger space. Yes. And so they say, oh there's a barn um that you can, an abandoned one that you can use. Right. Um,
1: so they go uh, to perform the exorcism there. Um, there are uh, there's uh, some raptor jumping. Um, he uh, the Hoja manages to uh, get the name, uh, the the Jinn's name, which is uh,
0: uh, Sari. Um. I, yes, I think so. <laughs> I probably should have written <laughs> that down, but I did not. <laughs> I believe in
1: Siri. Um. Uh. And he kills, uh, Siri, and and the and the possession is over. And I say, wow, the possession's over. Why is there still an hour of this movie left? <laughs> um. Well, that's because surprise, the possession, the possession is in fact not over um we get a we get a a big fake out with that um uh and and the the activity resumes it looks like uh 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 Kubra was was fine uh for a little bit after after the the death of <laughs> Serene starting... mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh and uh and uh but that is not the case um and i forget the name of the village the original town that uh, that this village kind of uh evacuated but um it's a it's uh,
0: a long name i don't remember
1: yeah uh because there is uh because uh kubra's uh immediate family uh in the film is her mother, her sister, and her sister in law.
0: Okay, it's, well, it's oh, her right, sister in law. Aunt in law. It's it's her. It's her father's fa- it's her sister.
1: Sister. Yes. Um, so it's also her
0: aunt, just on the other side of the family.
1: <laughs> so, um <laughs> uh, the the aunt informs them uh, uh that that there was uh, a large sum of money had been discovered uh because uh Coopera's father had used a gin to find treasure treasure uh and that it, uh that his use of the gin to find treasure had essentially cursed the entire town because that uh ill gotten money uh was used to uh support not one but two lavish lifestyles uh, b- and also to uh some money was given to the town yeah
0: and, and i don't the town was... i don't think any of that those actions were the problem yes it is it's what it they is... did to, to right. get that stuff right um and it, it, as it turns out uh it's the the finders of the treasure are uh kubra's father and of course ebru's father right who were both who had both been um like farmers like uh, Um, lower status folk and through this treasure is how they have this giant mansion and how um, uh, uh, because of these events happening, Ebru's father took her and his wife away to the city. Yes, That's what paid for Ebru's education. That's why she's a doctor. Uh, So all the things that she's gained has been because of this um, uh, well, again, finding the treasure itself wasn't the terrible thing right sort of um you probably shouldn't be using uh these dark rituals to um, enrich yourself i think that's a a problem right um but as it as it turns out uh her the, the two fathers had um contracted a jinn yes uh to to tell them the location of this treasure and Ultimately, that 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 Jin is—I've forgotten her name—but it's the same one that's possessing um, Kubra. Sari, Sari yeah. Believe. And what they did was, I guess they just didn't—they don't give you a really a motivation for it. But um, once they found the treasure, I guess they didn't want Sari to tell anyone else of other treasure or something, so they. <laughs> trapped her in a well she I think she had to have possessed a human body to give them this information specifically. Yes. Um, because if you deal with a Jin uh it they don't generally uh talk to you in, in human language. They they like to use cryptic puzzles and symbols instead. Right. Which is what they prefer to do. Um mm. they had or sorry one way or the other they had put her in a, a human body. Yes. Well, a Jin uh, one of the, the dangerous things for the Jin is uh, although they can change shape, the moment they take the shape of something uh, terrestrial of like this realm, mm-hmm. be it a human or an animal, they become beholden to the physical laws of this right. realm and can be killed as such. So yes. in the human body, they buried her alive uh, yes. beneath this, tree that they didn't take and we, we didn't mention it but um our our two protagonists Ebdu and the hoja run into this tree like immediately um on their way at, in the beginning of the film to the village and it's right. like a horrifying curse tree yes it is it is it is it is
1: it is the least subtle evil tree based like no go zone that I think I've ever yeah. seen in film. Like I, the only the only other tree in in films that I can think that was like less subtly evil was the tree from Sleepy Hollow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty bad, and it's um ostensibly it's the wish tree. So yes. this tree itself uh has has been uh repurposed. Um, originally, yes. you would hang things up onto the tree uh, for good uh, outcomes. But someone has co opted it, and it's j- just full of like the little creepy dolls and I think entrails. Yep. Uh,
1: and t- yes, tattered cloth, entrails, yeah. creepy it, hung dolls. Not,
0: it looks gross. It's the yep. gross tree. There's a <laughs> There's a circle of bones by its the, the least ominous thing is the circle of bones.
1: Yeah, I actually, yeah, that is actually the least obvious thing. Oh, and also carved into tree is 7175, which is a big mystery throughout the entire movie. Yes, we find and it uh, repeatedly
0: on different things.
1: Yes, uh, and, of course, in in, in cryptic movie fac- fashion, uh, our protagonists will not learn what that means until far, far too late. So... um. Yes, uh Kubra and Ibru's fathers uh, were were bad guys that did bad things to uh the jinn to get the um, money. To get the money, uh the Jin's tribe uh did not take kindly to it and smited smoted the town uh with horrible br- children uh, with birth defects, madness, suicide, the it,
0: Every, like, curse you it can was, possibly it's imagine. It's a heavy curse. Like, the town's pretty much obliterated and left to, like, the few people that resettled in the, the new town they're sitting in. Yes. Uh, but,
1: uh, amazingly, there is, in fact, one man who apparently still lives in this cursed town. Uh, so, they... Uh, so, yeah.
0: Ibru... It's everybody's uh, favorite um, shepherd.
1: Yep. Surprise. It's the shepherd from the beginning who somehow gave them directions on where to go and also uh, beat them to it while on foot while they were in the car. Um, and he, uh, divulges some, some choice information, um, most interestingly being, uh, surprised
0: my wife's a djinn. Um, cause that's the thing. You're totally allowed to marry, um, gins. Yes. Uh,
1: and then, uh, and uh, they 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 beseech her
0: for for help for information uh, uh, on Surrey. Yeah. Um, so the best part is on that on that sequence of events is that even she's she's from a good well a, a tribe that's not antagonistic to um, humans. Right. Um, the, this tribe, in in, in particular, uh, is afraid of the evil general like they're scared of them so she's helping them at like risk to herself uh, yes even being a good Jin, she's no less spooky <laughs> like yep it's it's just as frightening having her talk to them as as if, as if, if it's the evil possessing ones yes I I I, I did the know same thing that. with the mirror Jin. like they also scary yes
1: which just it, it feels like that that this is because that they exist on a a separate layer of 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 existence, that what is a a perfectly affable, pleasant conversation to them is <laughs> knocking things over and shattering glass on on our plane of reality. Um, uh, so that was actually kind of a bit of like world building that I I enjoyed. I like the idea of a very simple what in human terms would be a very simple like quick Q and A session is like poltergeisting the room
0: yeah uh, so I, one us. part that i was confused about just right here is when he's looking in the um to, i say he it is um the hoja is in i guess it's the, their bedroom yep. of the the jin and um the 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 villager, shepherd, the shepherd. Yes, um, on the bed, or I guess a little crib thing, is a baby. It, I it is I tell if that's supposed to be the child of the jinn and the shepherd, or if that's a like a a symbol showing the corruption that's happened in the village because it did look a little malformed. Uh yes, we get a bit of um
1: a racer head. Yeah, baby. it's
0: a, well it's like bloody with like cyclops. Uh ah, it was spooky.
1: Yeah, um I read that as uh shepherd and lady Jen's uh, uh happy baby. Happy baby. Yes. Um got an episode yes. title. <laughs> and i'm not drawing my work
0: for this one sorry (laughs)
1: what 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 uh uh, curse clown car toilet wasn't gonna be
0: no happy baby
1: (laughs) um so uh (laughs) they uh they uh the uh gin wife uh tells them where cerise buried Uh, surprise it's under the wish tree um it's like it's not even under
0: the wish tree it's it's in that circle of bones
1: oh yes that's right the 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 circle of bone um they dig it up it's a pot they open it their uh, smoke pours out and then uh wind attacks them yes i thought that was a
0: bad thing and they're just like oh yeah she's in there (laughs) yep so the 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 lore of this is um the way to cure the curse is if you've um if a gin is killed uh it needs to be buried in like far away from human habitation it needs to be buried in a certain certain kind of space yes um and if you' if you unearth a dead jinn and rebury it um you can end whatever calamity is happening um due to its proximity. Right. But if you unearth a buried alive Jinn and rebury it accordingly, uh that's really bad. Yep. And guess Cur- what's happened? Uh, yeah, exactly. The latter. Uh, it, it was not yeah. a, it was not dead when it was uh buried.
1: Yes. Un- unsurprisingly, we get a uh, ring good. Um, uh, sorry, American ringed. Uh, you you let her out. Uh, the uh, uh, curse go up uh, that bar. Yeah. The bar. All right, that's what it top. was.
0: The if you if you rebury an alive um you're you've increased whatever curse they were doing, like exponentially, like it's just going yep. to get way worse. Yep. Uh, a bunch of bascalists just jump out
1: and all spit at you at the same time curse go up uh, that's, a, that's a that's a special one for all you gamers out there I love you um so um the curse uh the curse has uh intensified this is after um, like everything oh everything's fine oh um Hey, that shepherd that you talked to, he called and wants you to come over. He says it's super important. Uh, and he,
0: he leaves. Uh, I think and, that and that part is my favorite bit of the film.
1: That th- that part. The, the, yeah. When, when So,
0: leaving. um, what, what's happening is the, the, the mother and yes, her sister, not, not the, not her ex or her dead husband's sister. Um, the mother and Tell, the daughter. The mother of Kubra tells yes. um, Ebru and the Hoja that the shepherd is called and is, is in trouble. Yes. And so uh, Ebru is staying with her friend. And she, um, or I guess, I don't remember what exactly, how, how they arrange it, but um, the... Hoja goes by himself with the camera to go um, check on the shepherd. Yes. Because he's the one that he's only he's the only one that's capable of, like, taking care of these problems. Right. And the the, the bit when he goes and meets the shepherd is like my favorite part of the like, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the so what's happening is the shepherd. When he meets up, cause, uh, um, the the is like, oh, you called me. What's going on? Uh, what's happening and the uh the shepherds he's covered in blood he's like injured and um he's like w- why are you here he's yes like, why-, why and did you also show up?
1: what have you done <laughs> yeah
0: also yeah what did you do um it's like what did you do like the other tribe is attacking us like they were yes. kind of leaving us alone but now they're 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 attacking my my Jean wife and me and yes my wife why is did then- you show up and he's yeah. like, "You called. You called me. You called me to come help you." And he's like, "I don't have a phone." Yes, how like, what do you? you? What did you think I have a phone? Like, there's nothing yep. out here. We're in the middle yep. of nowhere. And,
1: and and I live in a town that is is literally like <laughs> teeming with gin. <Jen. laughs> yeah, I just really like that. And he's like, I don't have a phone. He's like,
0: Oh yeah, yeah that's right.
1: Yes, uh, and before that. Um, it was discovered what the meaning of seven one seven five is uh and that is i'm alive uh and there is a a very long, very convoluted, very much appreciated explanation as to why seven one seven five means that uh that I listeners am gonna leave you to discover when you watch this film, yes, um so everything's bad. uh, they separated it, and uh so it this is this is unfortunately where I start getting to the part of found footage, documentary style horror movies that I don't like, which is um uh, the 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 final bit of the third act where everything goes super bad
0: um yeah uh, get you Ibr- get hit with a little bit of shaky cam for like 10 minutes
1: yep uh ibru uh they just the the sister and mother just knock her out uh and take her somewhere um the hoda is uh 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 returns after the, the Yeah well, uh, well once he realizes
0: the, what has happened in his mistake um yes. he races back to uh try to find Ebru and fix things as best he can. Uh, yes. Uh, being attacked by Jin the entire way.
1: Uh gets back to the house. Um no one's there except for the, the uh, sister that's the yes. sister in law yes sister-in-law Aunt who in law is and right. is dead and in at and in and, and robed in a large uh boa constrictor uh yes
0: yeah so that um, um i think that's one bit of imagery that i did not understand they were doing whereas reading the lore it's like oh Jin particularly like to transform into snakes so right that's what that is um and so uh, so uh he's flipping out and he's runs off into the fields to yep. try to find um, Ebru. And yes. he falls down a well. Yep. I think it's, he's actually it's, pushed it's, up down the well. Yes.
1: It looks like he's pushed by a djinn, but it also like he just kind of falls down there. Also, it looks like he might have been pushed by the mother and dar. Yeah. To be fair, it's, it's crazy kind of, dark.
0: And he doesn't really yes. have he has the camera and that's kind of it
1: yes it's kind of unclear um and then they drop rocks on him on which is head. it's bad it's bad yes. yeah they yeah they drop a boulder on his torso at first they drop a rock on his head and then we get the uh the uh the big villain speech the, the villain yes um and i love it so here's my favorite oh, i like i'm 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 not big on this ending but my favorite thing about this entire villain's speech which is shot from first person perspective is the daughter um standing behind the mother as she's explaining the entire plot just like being real cr- like pissy about the entire situation and just pulling grass out of the ground while the mother explains their their evil evil plan I I it's so just like nonchalant uh for what the mother uh tells uh Ibru is is happening and Dave do you want to take uh what the big explanation for everything is
0: yeah I'll, I'll try to sum it up so um basically it boils down to jealousy um yep kupra that side of the family even though they got the huge McMansion Um, (laughs) because Kubra was fated to um, basically die on her 23rd birthday. It's like 18 days after her 23rd birthday or something. Right. Um, They feel like they got like the raw end of this being cursed thing. Right. Because they, I mean, they did, but um, they blame um, Ebru's father who didn't uh, because he fled with his money and the family and got out of the city and got away from the village, they lived arguably a better life. Right. You know, her, the, um, Ebru is a doctor. Kubra is just a daughter in the village. Like their, their fates did not um, equal out. Right. And although technically Ebru is innocent of any kind of wrongdoing, she didn't, she didn't do anything wrong. She just, you played the hand she was dealt. Right. And had no knowledge of what was going on back home Um, due to we don't know why she just doesn't remember Mm -hmm. the mother's rage at this injustice, like this unequal fates um, has prompted her to uh, force the fate of Kubra onto ebru instead so she's just yep. like tr- making her trade places with her daughter yep um and so she's um sealed ebru's fate by basically burying her alive um yep. in with, uh, along with the jinn. yes and and
1: also most of the cursed objects which they've been oh having. yeah they're
0: just dumping cursed things on her
1: yep um yeah. And so uh, our movie ends on a downer, which always uh, really bums me out and seems to be almost a prerequisite for found footage.
0: Uh, It's going to be specifically a trend, if not trope, um, in this entire, like, this series. That's what this does, because these are technically based on true events. Like, all the, the people in these are real people. Uh, right. and they've just taken dramatic license into telling the tale of uh, how these folks ended up dead, missing, or in the hospital. Right, because it, it does show the actual pictures of these the, the real people, and along with the blurb of like how they were found. Um, the the um, the Hoja does did actually survive his ordeal, but he's like amnesiac, so he can't yep. explain anything to you. And his location um, is hidden by his family. They did not find his family I don't think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they also didn't find the... Um, the uh, Kubra, her mother, and the aunt... Um, yes. ...all disappeared. But people... Right. There's reports of people, like, spotting them just around the country. Yes. Um, and be, because they, they took the money and ran. Basically, they sold the right. like, mansion and took the money and just they're living whatever they think is their best lives, I guess. Right. Aha. We're free of that, that horrible curse,
1: (laughs) which, oh, right. Well, she's already possessed. I was going to say, why didn't they just take her? But the, the possession aspect has already taken place. So just moving her away from the village wasn't going to do anything. Yeah.
0: They had to shift that possession to something else to resolve it. And Ebru, um unfortunately got the the short end of that stick. Yeah. So that's um uh, Dab, the possession, or yes. Sin carpmasi.
1: Oh yeah. We also failed to mention that there's one really weird out-of-place scene that addresses like
0: the premise of the first film. That... Oh. Um it it's not even the possession of the first I mean the, the first film, it is the theme of all of these films and why there's an at symbol in the, uh, the title of each film. Right. The, um, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you take it.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, which is, uh, is the concept that, that the, the internet is a tool for, for gins and evil um, to, to spread uh, a, a sign of the
0: end times. Um well, it, I, it, it is the sign of end times, right? So, so basically, there's the the, the 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 idea of it is one of the signs of the apocalypse uh, of before Judgment Day is this um, the presence of this evil web that inter- interconnects the world and enters every home. There, there's, there's a, a yep. they, they don't frame it that way. It's a different translation, but. Uh, they're conflating that directly with the internet and interconnectivity um, because uh, while it does have its good uses um, it's it can more quickly spread evil Uh, people would not be able to summon jinn or look up these curses uh, anywhere near as easily uh, if they were because they're generally like stuck in tomes or in forgotten literature or stuff that's like barred from general public but because people can take those and just digitally disseminate them on the internet anybody can work these black magics right and that's the spread of the evil that indicates the the end of the world is going to happen right um and
1: and that's one scene, and then it's never brought up again. Uh, but I, I, uh, there was a, there was a part of me when that scene started, and I realized what they were talking about. Where I was just like, "Oh my god, is this movie actually like? Is this movie actually gonna lose me?" Because I got super on boy bored with cursed toilet, but and you start talking about how the internet's evil. Yeah, yeah well, that's know. that's
0: his that's the director's thesis for.
1: All right, for of the, the movies.
0: Series. Like it happens in each movie. Um and it it makes sense in like the long term, like how the films right. play out. But I think b- because we're watching number four as if it were the first one, uh, it's a little bit of a jarring concept, even though it helps because now it makes the title make sense. Right. Right. Um And and, and as we mentioned, the the very first film in this series is a riff uh, or homage on um, the themes that were brought up in um, uh, Kurosawa's Pulse,
1: which is that
0: even though everyone's interconnected, we're all more alone um, than ever before. Uh, Right. And that solitude breeds um, discontent and that idea of being separate and alone, but together um, is just bad in general. Right. Uh, and, and can easily spread, um, bad things. And that, that's exactly. what this is about too. Right. Uh,
1: but yes, that was, uh, Dob, uh, curse of the gin or Dob possession, if you will. Uh, really enjoyable like i said not really not typically my kind of horror genre i typically um uh cinematography normally like i find really unappealing uh but there was a a realness and a rawness and a legitimacy that i don't normally get from uh found footage documentary style movies that i really appreciated in in this uh, so it's definitely a recommendation for me. Um, I will be interested in seeing more film series, and hopefully the first. I keep forgetting. Um, actually, uh, also for the fourth uh, film in a series, I'm going to assume that it's it's um um th- uh, that they're. That that some that they're not uh, big on interconnectivity
0: between films. There's there's nothing other than the subject matter and the themes.
1: Great, okay. Because each of so, these
0: ends the way they do, there's no carryover. Um, okay, just it's shins, and you're dealing with interconnectivity of the world, not not okay. the film um world. Yeah. The, so even though. Go uh, ahead. Go on. So I was gonna say um, the the fifth film, "Dab uh, Zerisin," is not a found footage. It's filmed traditionally, so okay. it's like watching a general movie. Um, All not, right. It's not relying on. Um, there's a couple instances, but it's generally not relying on um, internal cameras or change okay. okay of view. It's it's filmed as if it were a movie, um, but it trying to think uh it starts off a little bit different like slower because of the nature of how it's presented okay uh whereas it, with this found footage you're you're in the middle of it like immediately immediately uh, so the second one takes a little bit of time to get going but I actually probably enjoyed what it was presenting better which mm-hmm. is tough because I really liked um this number number 4 mhm uh and then one thing we find if four and five are any indication, is that the budget for these films increases with each iteration? The oh okay the the reviews I've heard for, of the very first film is it's it's um the 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 filming the acting like everything is super low budget um okay but because it's playing with these same themes I'm like just as interested to watch it even if it's going to be kind of corny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because this director, he's he's got his finger on something like this is it's good stuff right and he's also who brought Jin back into mainstream uh turkish film mm. and um uh, it's very strong and this is reminiscent of a um another found footage uh film um, from japan um that uh that i r- really enjoyed uh although I've just made myself forget the name of it <laughs> I was thinking on it too hard. Um, it's utterly escaped me and that's not great. Uh, it's like the curse or something. I don't, I don't know. Why I can't think of it, but it's really good. <laughs> Which doesn't help. Uh, tr-
1: tr- wow. tr- tr- trust Dave. It's trust me, really it's no, Noroi. It is
0: the curse, Roy. Okay, <laughs> but trust me, if you like that, you'll like this, and if you like this, you'll love the other one. I think. All right. So Roy. I'll um, I'll put links to the the two books because they're very well written um in in the show notes, and plus if I talked about them, I would like to put the references in down. Um, yeah, I think that probably wraps this up. Unless you had anything else you wanted to say about Jin.
1: No, I Jin possession was a a a real good flick in a genre that I'm not particularly fond of, and I think that that is the highest praise that I can give give it. Because once again, I normally avoid uh, found footage documentary style horror movies like the plague, and I really found this to be uh, an enjoyable watch. Uh, that you know, it's a horror horror possession film that turns into kind of a mystery at one point, which is once again, when I really got on board with it, Um, the acting's really, really good. There are, you know, there's some, there's some, some poor expository dialogue every once in a while, but then there are some scenes that where the actors are really, really killing it. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan and look forward to actually, you know, seeing what other offerings this director
0: has yeah I, i'll recommend the in fact i think i would go as far as to say we probably should cover at a future date um the fifth film i'll have i'll watch the sixth one in the the interim um just okay to kind of see if that has anything better or different to offer um mostly because i need an excuse to read the rest of these two books that i have they're each like <laughs> 200 pages so there's more information that i want to be able to present um, as far as the the jinn is themselves are concerned, because it's very interesting and there's just a lo- there's a lot of history and lore um, involved that I I can't cover um, in like a ten minute segment of just discussing jinn background. Um, right. So returning to this at a future date uh, will be beneficial in um, exploring a little bit more of the jinn. Um, in fact, now that it's on my on my mind, um, we may scoot a little bit backwards in time and look at um, something like Wishmaster. Oh, yes. Because that, it's a kind of a cult classic. Uh And yep. the, the first film uh, of that series, uh, it may be w- worth taking a look at in comparison because the Jin the, the portrayal in that is completely unlike um, the Jin as they are in this. Yep. <laughs> I, would, I would go as far as to say just in general, uh, it's it's not going to line up um with the lore <laughs> yep but i because of that it's worth um taking a look at um yeah just showing the evolution of jin in in popular culture i guess right. um and it was riding on the heels of uh aladdin <laughs> and yeah. things like that so yes. the, the the portrayal of genies and jin um is very, very different um, as opposed to this, which feels far more rooted in um, uh, tradition and in culture um, than the right. other the other ones, which are more commodified for uh, well Hollywood consumption. Exactly. Um, I'm going
1: to. I'm just going to express uh, my deep sadness at the the lack of episode art of this week. I would have suggested Kubra, being possessed by will smith genie but alas that
0: will not, that will not i don't happen. even know if i could pull that off if i tried
1: <laughs> uh, but i think that's gonna wrap it up this episode of monster dear monster how about you dave
0: i think so um in, in that being the case leonard where can folks find you on the inter- interwebs on the, uh, the people, web. <laughs> uh yes on on the dub, uh
1: they can find me at uh twitter uh, uh well on twitter at uh doctor faust is dead uh they can also find me on youtube at uh doctor faust is dead just do a search uh separate words uh and i'm sure the listeners who actually follow my my channel work will be very excited to hear that I am, in fact, finally working on a new video essay. Uh, I have released a trailer for it. Uh, My next video will be why you should play The Evil Within 2, one of my favorite games over the last handful of years. And Dave, where can people
0: find you on the ghost web? You Can find me on Twitter at sentient underscore plus. As always, that will be in the notes. Um that's pretty much the only place I'm at, really. Um yeah. And then Cameron, who is um absent in this in this particular moment, is also on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night with uh, without a K. Yes. And he'll he should return uh, for next episode. Um uh, should the stars align. Yes. And I think that that wraps us up for this episode. Uh, We will talk to you next time. Um, Send us reviews, questions, comments. This one is a bit of a surprise episode um, only because our our scheduled plans kind of fell through. Um, They've been pushed back slightly. So we will be returning to Werewolves as promised in the future. Uh, There may be an episode or two in between um, when that occurs. Uh, And I don't have a specific plan for next time. So that's kind of up in the air. And we'll see what happens. Send us suggestions. We will take them. Uh, Yes. That's us signing off. Bye-bye, folks. Later. Bye.